Welcome to the Prime People Podcast, where we cover all things that got us to where we are today, our team building strategies, the marketing and sales tips that we've learned through thousands of transactions, productivity tips, ways to really just hold yourself accountable to accomplishing what you want to accomplish, and all things content creation, personal development, and not to mention we have some of the best guests on the planet. Welcome to the Prime People Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Carnico. Today, we are talking about all things YouTube, so potentially you'll never have to pay for another lead again. My guest, Jeremy, is an absolute monster. I actually got to speak with him on stage at No Agent Left Behind. His presentation, I was sitting front row taking a whole bunch of notes. I integrated it into my YouTube strategy, and I've seen a significant jump. And let me tell you, YouTube is the way of the future. And the ability to create a pillar piece of content and strategy on your YouTube channel will trickle into all of your other content creation, making it so much easier. So buckle up, grab a notepad, tag a friend, and share the show out. Don't forget to hit that subscription and notification button. People like Ryan Surhan, Scott McGilvery, Jeremy, Christina Smallhorn, so many other amazing people have been on the show, and you get to learn directly from them. If you join us live, you can actually join us in the comments, like my man Matt LaMarche, who's here first every week, building a pretty cool YouTube channel as well. So Boca, Michelle Balasari, nice to see you. She's in Boca Raton, Florida. If you're looking for an agent down there, she's an absolute killer. She's part of the real family as well, as is Jeremy. So that's awesome that she's here. Olivier Maurice, a commercial real estate agent that works on some of the most creative deals I've ever seen in Montreal. So you want to be part of this interaction, jump onto the YouTube channel, hit that sub button, make sure you time block 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday in your calendar, because that's when we go live. If you want the audio podcast, make sure you go find it, the Prime People podcast links in the show below. That drops every Friday morning, so you can listen to us while you go to work. But I don't want to waste any more time. This guy's time is incredibly valuable, so I'm going to bring on Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Oh, you are muted. Oh, there you go. Am I? You're good. You're good. All right, good. Man, you, uh, you, <laughs> Levi, geez, uh, you, you put me in a, na- in a string of names that had Ryan Surhant, and I don't know if I'm allowed to be in that string of names, but I appreciate it anyway. That's awesome. Levi Latzik from Dallas, Texas. Jeremy, you're a, you're a joker, Levi. That's awesome. You do, actually, because I care about practitioners, right? I care about people that are actually doing the things they're talking about versus, a lot of the fake life coaches that maybe live on apps like Clubhouse <laughs> that are talking about things they don't actually yeah. do. Um, you know, why don't you dig into a bit of your YouTube journey? How did you get started and how are yeah. we even sitting here? Yeah. So, I mean, look, you know, anybody that's gone to any coaching event has been told, oh, do YouTube or do this style or do whatever, but they don't really like say what and how to do it. Right. So I started a YouTube channel four or five years ago, just started putting content out there, wasn't consistent about it. And at the end of 2019, I was like, all right, what am I doing wrong here? Um, And I found out the wrong things that I was doing, which led me to do the right things. So I sat down with people like Christina Smallhorn. I sat down with other people that were doing things on YouTube. And I said, how do I take this and create business out of it? The problem I was running into is I was creating content that people weren't searching for. Like, I was creating like those funny realtor videos, like real estate dad joke videos. Like nobody gives a crap about real estate dad jokes. Um, unless you like real estate dad jokes, then I got a good one for you. What, uh, what type of outfit does a house wear? You tell me, I have no idea. An address. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, so I was doing stuff like that. And like, as funny as you thought that joke was the audience felt those jokes were that funny. So, um, I sat down and started really looking in 2019. I said, okay, I am going to sit down and create four buckets of content and I'm going to be uber consistent with this. And I'm going to get business out of this. This is what I'm going to do. So I started creating content like what you must know about moving to Austin, what you must know about moving to Texas. Then I started rolling into neighborhood suburbs, prices, things like that, what people are actually searching for. And so within about four months, the pandemic hit. And so I went, great. Nobody's going to pay attention to real estate. So first week I said, you know what? I'm just going to sit here, drink, do what everybody's doing and just hang out and watch Netflix. And I realized like I'm sitting here watching Netflix. I guarantee you somebody's going to be sitting watching YouTube. So you know what? This whole thing in my mind about not selling any homes, I'm going to get rid of it. Every single day I shot two to three videos, edited them myself. So I've been consistent to that point. Well, lucky enough for me, everyone decided at that time that they want to move to Austin because they want to get out of California, Seattle, wherever, and move to Austin. And so my channel was hitting that stride where people were actually searching for content. So what happened from there, uh, we were doing, you know, 12, 14, 15 million dollar a year as, as a husband wife team, you know, putting out content to 50 million dollars a year, 100 million for this year. I mean, it's it's crazy and it's all coming from YouTube. You know, I don't spend money on mailers, I don't spend money on advertising. Everything is done on YouTube organically. I don't spend any money putting on behind ads on videos. Yes, I have an editor now, so it costs maybe like 150 a video for an editor. We go out and shoot stuff. So um, I stuck to those four buckets of content. I've moved some things around, trying to gain a little bit bigger audience. So um, that's been my, so for two years, I've been pounding the payment one video a week, one live stream a week, and then putting out uh, clips from my live stream. So that's been the process for me, and it's done very well for us. You, I mean, unpack so much there and I love how tactical you are, right? Like you have a very clear production schedule, very yeah. important. And we're going to get to that in a couple minutes. I'd love yeah. to start off with the mistakes that you made early on, right? You talked yeah. about the dad club or the dad jokes and whatnot. And I think that would kill on TikTok. You were probably yeah. just ahead of your time, Yeah. but like what made you realize that that wasn't what you should be posting or, or how did you course correct back then? Well, I mean, look, I was doing listing videos and that's the time when people are just starting to really dive into listing videos. I mean, if you look at like Brad, Brad was doing listing videos around that time mm -hmm. at a really high quality and Brad took off. So I was doing those listing videos and stuff like that. And I was finding that nobody's searching for that address, right? If you're looking for a house in, you know, London, Ontario, mm -hmm. like you're not looking for that address, but if you're looking for the best new listed homes for London, Ontario, Oh, I might, what are the best new listed homes? And now there's a video of me talking about, Hey, look, this home just hits insane. Yeah. The location of it. Let me tell you about, and let me tell you all these things about the house. And then let's show you the house. So, um, I was learning that I was putting all this money and time into something that wasn't getting anything back. And part of it was just, I was not doing searchable content. So uh, when I broke it up into the four buckets, it really made it a lot easier because now I knew what content I need to put out on a weekly basis. So if you think about it this way, if you have four pieces of content that you're going to put out per month, so you're putting them out, whatever, what it say, my upload days Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, I have to have a video out every single Tuesday. If you're just doing listing videos, that shit's so random. Yeah. Like, who knows when you're going to put that listing video out? Is it every Thursday you're putting out a listing video? Do you have a listing you're taking every week to put out a video? Correct. So I think that's where it's like you have to have a standard piece of content and then take those videos, unless you're like Brad and doing really crazy videos, 
and make those videos like a once a month or once every other week listing videos are popping out like on Fridays. So people know, hey, on Friday, if Jeremy has a new listing, his new listings are going to pop off on Fridays. But his regular content, what I must know about moving to Austin, what I must know about you know, buying a home in this area, what are not the good areas to live in? That's what people want to know. So if you're creating content like that, and the biggest problem is what we do as agents, we want clicks, right? Mm -hmm. We want views, we want clicks, we want, and all I cared about wasn't views or clicks. What I cared about was getting business. So I made a, a really poignant shift to talk to who, what my audience needed to be. When we make these listing videos and we put them on Facebook or wherever, like we want the vanity metrics of that. We put them on Instagram. We want the likes. We want the comments. We want all that good stuff, which is great. Engagement, which we'll talk about later, is key for all of those platforms. The challenge is how often do you make money off of creating content for realtors? Very seldom. And guess what? Realtors, when I, if you were to send me a video, Justin, you're like, Jeremy, I, I've killed it on this video. Watch it. Here's the link. I'll be honest with you, dude, love you to death. I'm going to watch 30 seconds of it and then I'm going to get bored and bounce out. And that's why agents, so they, a lot of people are doing this sub for something, right? So, hey, Justin, sub to my channel, I'll sub to your channel. And so I was doing that too. I needed subs. And you aren't my target audience, so you'd watch the video for 30 seconds or I'd post it on Facebook. Hey, I did this crazy video, watch it. You watch for 30 seconds, Facebook goes, well, we don't want to, we want to suppress this. We don't want to put this out there because we don't like YouTube links on Facebook. And now what's happening is you have all these people that aren't watching your videos. They come in, they'll write, write a comment, hit a like, but YouTube looks at the analytics and go, but they only watch for 30 seconds. This video must suck. So guess what happens to that video? Nobody sees it until you leave it alone for a few months. And all of a sudden YouTube finds a way to put it out there. Like I have videos that are three months old. And all of a sudden, look at my analytics and it's like 4,000 views. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, I think Levi, who's on here, was talking about a video he did about homes under 300,000 the other day. And that video just popped off and that like created his career. So if you're making content, there's you're typically not one piece of content that is going to get you a ton of business. I know agents want to put out a piece of content and go, okay, where's the business? The problem with YouTube is you have to be consistent and YouTube's going to find where to put that content. And once they do, you're going to be rolling in dough. But if you keep messing with the algorithm by having other people try to watch videos that they don't want to watch, or you're sending that people aren't the target target audience, you're, you're, you're messing with the thing that's trying to help you. It's such a concise breakdown and really is a paradigm shift. I read uh, or I'm reading Daryl Eve's YouTube formula. Ray Allen's actually doing yeah. a book club on it, I think at two o'clock today. Oh, nice. Um, and I really did realize what an impact that had. Like, I actually don't want to send people to my YouTube channel yeah. that aren't people that should be watching. That's why even for the Prime People podcast, like I'm talking to you like 10 years ago. I'm talking to, you know, Megan Lucas here. I see a whole bunch of other people in the comments. Hi, Megan. Nice to see you. Um, like, she's my audience. So when I'm actually pointing people to the show, typically it's people that I know are going to be bought in and they probably don't realize the quality right. of it and right. I, they're going to get engaged if the content's good enough. Right. On the YouTube side of things though, when I separated out my real estate channel, that's when I started to realize that, you know, I always thought it was subscribers and the numbers of views. And then as I got into it, I'm like, oh, it's not that at all. It's retention, no. it's watch time. And then it's going from suggested or searchable to suggested. Right. But can you explain that a little bit for people so they can understand that paradigm? Yeah. So with, with the suggested, you want your videos to show up in suggested. So when you're searching, let's say you, and this is really important too. So 
when when you're searching for something like let's say you're like what i must know about living in london right so you're going to see on the side suggested videos or when you go into your platform or go onto youtube you're going to see all these recommended videos right well those videos don't get there by chance they're videos that you're most likely going to click on because you've searched something in the past so when you're creating content and you're taking that video and sending it to somebody that doesn't going to watch that you're you're taking the opportunity from that being on a recommended list what happens is when you get on a recommended list you're going to see like if you're searching and you're looking at watching a video and all of a sudden I look on the right hand side on my desktop and there's like three other videos very similar. Now the SEO that you put in there, like the tags, the words, everything you put in there got you on that page. But do I really want to click on that video? What makes me want to click on that video? It's your thumbnail and your title. So you can create really great videos and you can push them out to people and you could you know, have all these people watch them, but they're not going to get suggested. They're not going to get picked up and they're not going to become recommended unless you have SEO, thumbnail and title. And when you have all of those things and you're looking at the side watching this video that you're doing and you look and go, oh, well, let me watch this other video instead. I like this title. I like this thumbnail. Now that what that does is YouTube goes, oh, cool. People like this video. Now they start recommending to other people who watch similar videos because you can go on your analytics and you can look to see who's watching your channel and similar channels they're watching. I guarantee you nobody on my channel is watching Levi's channel. Just kidding. Love Levi. Uh, but they're watching like other channels out there, like ReVenture, the crash you know, stuff, other agents in Austin. I can see who, who's watching the channels. The thing is, if you look at my videos compared to their videos, it's a ton more views and a ton more engagement because... It's getting recommended and then I'm asking them questions throughout the content. I'm not making it all about me. And I think that's one thing agents, the other mistake agents make is they make the content all about them. You have a one way relationship with the camera, right? I can see you, you can, you know, I can see you right now. And if we were to watch this, I'd be watching you, but I'm watching from the perspective of the audience. So you need to build that relationship without actually having that audience there. How do you do that? You engage with them and get them like you're pretending that that on the other side of this camera is that avatar and you're talking directly to that avatar and people will engage with you. And that's how you get more recommendations, more engagement, more recommendations. Love the engagement point. And I think the way that you talk to your audience, it's, you kind of made me think about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm standing in front of the camera. Like I'm sitting in my, ba in my basement studio about to, yeah. to do a listing video actually after this. And I'm talking to you and I know you as a human being, cause we spent time together yeah. with so many relationships that I have with people have been purely virtual, right? Like yeah. I've I actually did meet Brad, but there's a lot of people like Christina Smallhorn and other yeah. people that I consider friends, friends that I haven't had the chance to meet yet. How did you break through the ability to speak to the camera as if it's an audience member? Because I know that's such a wall for people. They just freeze the second yeah. they see the red light. Well, I mean, look at Glenda Baker, right? She does all this great short form content. Uh, and she's sitting there looking deadhead, mm -hmm. not even looking at the camera. But she's talking about things that people want to hear. And she's telling a story and engaging in a story. Now, when you're doing this for a YouTube channel for real estate, what is the story you're telling? right? Are you telling a story about what's happening in the market? Well, how do you tell that story? You talk about what you're seeing numbers wise, what you're seeing, whatever, if you're doing like a market update video, if you're doing a walkthrough on a home and talking about a specific builder, how do you communicate and get people to engage on those videos? Well, you say things like, wow, this is the craziest range hood I've ever seen. Have you seen anything like that? And do you think it's worth this amount of money in this home? I think it's worth it. Do you? 
Okay. Now what's happened is you've allowed that person who's just sitting there watching you to go, oh, well, yeah, no, I like that. It's cool. And so the more you can create engagement like that and talk about like, you know, I talk about builders and the stuff builders are doing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, look, you know, builders are terminating contracts. Have you seen this? I want to hear from you. This video is not just for me. People read the comments and they they communicate with each other in the comments. So make sure you're communicating with the people in the comments. Now, what are people doing? They're reading the comments. They're listening to me and they're talking and you're creating Jeez. people arguing with each other over dumb stuff in the arguments. Like, you know, you get like people like, oh, don't do controversy. I can't do controversy because that creates engagement. YouTube's going to like, everybody's like, oh, I need to have a hundred percent thumbs up on all my videos. Forget that. I'll take 50%. I want people arguing on my videos. I want people communicating on my videos. not just arguing, you know what I'm saying? But like conversations, right? Like pointing conversation whether it's good, bad, indifferent, YouTube sees it all the same. So like when you get trolls on there, they're like, oh, Jeremy's just selling real estate because he's a real estate agent. He's not going to ever say the market's going to crash, right? I'm like, oh, bless your heart. Been doing this for seven years. I'm glad to have great uh, uh, audience members like you, great people watching my channel. I'm I'm so glad to have you as a fan. Yeah. What does that make them do? I hate you, you piece of shit. I don't want, and they're just laying into you. And you're like, oh my God, you're such a big fan. Thank you. I'm not your fan. No, no, no. You're a huge fan. And after like 10, 15 convert, like comments, you go, by the way, every time you comment, it helps the algorithm. So no matter what you say, positive or negative, you are becoming a fan of mine. They instantly stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I got, I went down a wormhole last Friday with a guy exactly that conversation it's I, I know don't feed the trolls but i'm like we got into a pretty good discourse about it and kept it tactic like yeah. tactile and very friendly i was like we could probably go fishing together like i'm i understand yeah. i play a real estate agent on tv but i'm a dad like i have yeah. hobbies i like f1 do you like f1 and i started going down this wormhole with him 27 comments later yeah it finally stopped right yep. i never was insulting i never engaged yep. but i was thinking about that the whole time so that's actually like seeing engagement on your channel is yep. helpful well, and that's good too, because look, people assume that as real estate agents, all we're doing is selling homes. That's what, yeah. but if we go, well, yeah, I understand that. That's a common thing that I get on this channel. Everybody thinks I'm here to sell homes, but I've never once on my channel asked you to buy or sell a home with me. That's up to you. If you want to reach out to me, yeah, I'm giving you all the information that I have that I'm seeing on the ground. I'm taking that with a big data that comes out. I'm taking it. So I'm giving you everything that I'm personally seeing. Now, if you think the market's going to crash, because of the same data, that's okay. That's okay. My job is actually to help people make good financial decisions. So you might see me as a realtor, but I am making good financial decisions for myself because guess what? What you don't understand is if the market were to crash, I'm going to buy more real estate. I'm going to buy a lot more properties. I'm going to start flipping more properties because it's lucrative to me. So yes, I get it. You think it's going to crash? I would love it to crash personally because I have all these investors. I could just sell stuff to all day. hundred percent. So yeah, anyway. No, that's a super interesting conversation. You're killing it in my comments and clearly good at engagement. And I want to thank you genuinely, like from the bottom of my heart, when I do these episodes, I would do them if it was just me and you, right? Because I do feel like I gained so much knowledge by getting around like-minded individuals. And you made me think differently about how I'm conversing with my audience and giving them the permission to engage. But I want to jump into the questions. Let me scroll back up to the top. Somebody was asking if you can clearly define what the four buckets are that you were speaking about. Yeah. So it's, everybody's going to be different here, right? So let's look at like Christina Smallhorn as an example. Mm -hmm. She's got 200,000 subscribers. She talks about tiny home, land, affordability, and market. 
Like those are her four buckets. So everybody's going to be different because everybody's market is different. Everybody's audiences are different. There's an agent here in Austin that all he does is do walkthrough videos of new construction homes. That's it. That's all he does. And he's got a great channel and a great business from, for it, mm -hmm. from it. So you could marry that with what's happening in the market as far as like a market update video. Now, I don't recommend doing a market update video because again, nobody's going to click on the word market update this week, right? Nobody gives a crap about that. But if you're able to take the data and go, okay, here's a cool video for a market update where I say prices drop, how much further are they going to drop? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now people want to know how much further are they? So this week we saw this, this week we saw this, here's what happened. Here's what happened over the last month. Here's what my clients are seeing. Have you seen the same things? What are you seeing in the market? When you're doing content like that, people are going to click on it because they want, and that's what helps you get recommend recommendations as well when you're putting in content that's relevant. So my buckets are this. I have a market update video, never called a market update video. My second bucket is newsworthy things happening in Austin. So cool. uh, if uh, Ken does a very good job of this, I want to steal it from him, but he does the coming to Orlando. So he okay. talks about things that are coming up. So like projects that are coming up, things like that. Uh, I want to create content like that, but I usually take like one article and be like, Zillow just did this. Let's break this down. So I'll make content like that. Um, what's happening in Austin and then builders. So a lot of people are buying new construction. So we're, I have a whole bucket that's all just about builders, you know, price drops for builders, builder mistakes, things you shouldn't be doing with builders, stuff like that. So it's more like of an educational that I also do walkthrough videos, but I don't put those out as my standard content on Tuesdays. So then what we do as well is we take the, the live streams that we do on Wednesdays. We have it called real Migos. We'll do a lot of the news stuff. And then, so we'll take like obscure articles of stuff that's happening in Austin and then I'll cut that into clips and put those on clips on Sundays. I was chilling there yesterday, making chicken, actually hanging out, watching you guys in the chat. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, episode. yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting dynamic. Let's dig a little bit deeper, right? Because now yeah. you're talking about a live show, like the opportunities from a financial perspective on YouTube, regardless of the fact that you're generating actual active business, right? right. So deals and closings. You look at people like Emily Bunker, Legal Eagle. You look at people like Christina Smallhorn that have literally built super chats and giant live stream audiences. Yep. Aside from the active business, where do the other opportunities lie on YouTube when it comes to income generation over and beyond just actual clients? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can get paid from YouTube. The live streams, um, if you're monetized on here, you know, Levi could easily drop you a $10 right now, Levi. Hmm. Uh, so Levi, <laughs> drop this guy 10 bucks for the so live funny. stream that you're watching. So, I mean, people will drop the super chats and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you make money from that. You know, I had a, a conversation with Byron Lazine about what I could be doing as far as marketing on the channel. I haven't done a whole lot of marketing or paid stuff because, uh, when I refer people, I want it to be for people that I actually work with. For sure. And so, you know, one thing you could do on a YouTube channel is have your, so have it linked to your website, but mm -hmm. have a, a hyperlink on your channel, top vendors to use, and they pay for a spot on your website, right? Yeah. So all the top vendors that you use, that's one way to do it. Um, look, you know, if you're doing a real estate thing like this, right, you could talk about all the equipment you're using, drop Amazon affiliate sure. links for all the equipment you're using, and then boom, you're making money off that. So you can create merch off the live stream. We started to do that with the live stream uh, with Real Migos, and it started off really well. 
I just didn't have the time or patience to sure. pay attention to it. So I still, we stopped doing the branding stuff, but branding, merch, affiliate links, all this stuff are ways to get paid from YouTube that you didn't even think of other uh, ways to generate revenue. And nobody's really thinking about them. They're thinking about, I just want to get business from YouTube. Yeah. Well, I get paid from YouTube. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I, I'm at a brokerage where we have a great downline uh, system. So people will reach out to me be like, so tell me about this real thing. So that's an income generator as well from the channel. That's not something I'm like promoting. It's just sure. another side benefit to doing what we do on a daily basis, which is become media personalities. That's all realtors are now, or what you should be as a realtor is a personality or a media personality, create a media company. You want to make money in real estate? You make money by selling stuff to other realtors. Well, create your own media company, sell that. Yeah, very accurate. I think I'd say this to clients all the time. I'm not really a real estate brokerage. What I own is a marketing company that happens to specialize in real yep. estate. And that's where my expertise is. And it's interesting how you broke all that down. Maybe I could do Amazon affiliates for all the equipment I've bought and never actually used because I probably yes. have more of that equipment than I have the, the yeah. key things I use. Um, but everything you said, like, you know, I have some affiliate relationships with Sean Cannell's organization, VidIQ, like things yeah. that I actually use that people could click on on my website yep. because I actually use them and I 100% believe in them. Are there rules and regulations on YouTube around disclosing if you're dropping links, what those affiliates are and kind of the structure there? Because I think that's an important thing to highlight. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen anything that will stop you from doing that. If you're mm. doing a paid advertisement in a video, right? You have to disclose that and you like actually a product have to, review type. Yeah. Thing? Okay. You actually have to like in the back end, you actually have to put that is a sponsored video. So there's things like that, but you know, like Christina, great example, Christina talks about tiny homes and all this stuff. Well, she partnered with a company that creates sheds. Yeah. So like you can have your own like office shed because everybody needed space away, you know, working from home. And so she affiliated with one of those, put the branding information on a couple of videos and they're paying her for every time they sell one from her channel. I mean, that's crazy. And it's you know, cool because she's transparent about it. Like I've always pushed back on my side of the fence. I don't sell courses. I'm not for sale. Everything I give is to give back to the community and whatnot yeah. too. And somewhat actually one of my friends told me very privately, she's like, you're actually hurting your audience by not sharing with them the ability to yep. use vidIQ or yep. go to the VRA Academy and do the things that you're doing. It's just how you frame it and being transparent with them. I think ultimately right. that's one of yeah. the important. And look, that's, that's the whole thing about, you know, if you're going to build a YouTube channel, you have to build a rapport and relationship with your audience. Yep. The best way to do that is just to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what separates my channel from other channels is that when we talk about things, I'll give people the brutal honesty, good, bad, or indifferent. And so that's why people watch is because I'm going to be honest with you a hundred percent on what I see. I could be wrong for sure, but I'm telling you the way I see it, what I'm seeing, and I'm going to be honest with you. The problem with most real estate agents is when they start a YouTube channel, they start it wanting business. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you go, okay, I'm going to do this video on this listing. Great. Hi, I'm Jeremy Knight. I'm a local Austin realtor. We do $50 million to $80 million a year in real estate. We sell big million dollar homes like this. Let's go take a look at it. Give me a call if you want to buy a home. For sure. Okay. You start a video out like that. If you started any of your videos like, hey, vidIQ, the best thing you can buy yeah. if you're a realtor, you should buy vidIQ. I'm Justin. I use them. Buy vidIQ. Yeah. People are going to be off of your video in a second. So, how you, what you say in your videos is really important. And this is how I structure all my videos. Every single one's the same. This is something I've done over time, but it's like this. 
Is the market really crashing? Austin is on fire. Jeremy Knight, the Knight Group, your favorite Austin realtor. Yep, the numbers are out. And here's what we are seeing in the numbers. I'll do a couple of little things like, oh, by the way, before we get any further, make sure you drop a comment below. What have you seen in the market? Are you seeing these things? What are you purchasing? Are you just done? If you're just done, right, I am freaking done. And I want to hear you in the comments. Okay, so the market numbers are this. Mm -hmm. When did I sell myself? Seamless. I said, Jeremy, not your favorite Austin awesome realtor. That's Buried, it. but you barely even noticed it when you said it. Like yeah. I actually had to like do, do a double take in my brain and be like, oh, he slid that in there Yeah, because it was the smallest part of the conversation. And nine times out of 10, when I have a client that I meet for the first time face-to-face, -face, they will always go, Jeremy Knight, my favorite Austin awesome realtor. It's good to see you because I've embedded that in every single video. That's amazing. Yeah. Audio branding too, right? Gary Vee talked about this a while ago too, of when he would start his podcast, it'd always be the, that same sound every single time, yeah. which conditioned the user to realize that, okay, I'm buying in for this experience, but you have to earn the trust of the audience. And I think that's so critical. It's that's actually, it's you know, that's pretty interesting. Cause you know, like Graham Stefan and all these people always say, and to help the algorithm hit the like button, what would be really cool. I'm going to try this out on my next video is instead of saying like, like, well, I'll do the comment thing, but I'm always, I'm going to go like this and just point like that in the video. And at that time, it'll be that swoosh, the click button to subscribe. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to try that. Yep. It's like, here you go. People, it, you're actually, it's interesting because the psychology of YouTube, you're removing friction, right? At the entire time you've built your channel, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, you're removing friction and helping people find the videos they need to find and realizing yeah. you're not the hero. It's the whole story brand mentality of find yeah. out what people are searching for. Do you fill that niche and do you go down that way? We have so many comments and questions. So we're going to jump into that. No, Before you do that though, just jump in, smash that subscription button, that notification button and slide yeah, that right in there. Give Jeremy ding. a follow as well too. Yeah. Super, super key. I'm not very good at that, that part of the, that, the whole YouTube piece, but we got Megan Luker. She was asking, do you, you use TubeBuddy to determine your SEO strategy with each videos? No. I don't have a YouTube, I don't have a TubeBuddy subscription, a vidIQ subscription, nothing. Mm -hmm. People think I'm crazy for that. Yet, uh, I, I know that SEO is not the most important piece. It is one piece, but it is not the most important piece. Now, people go out there and sell these courses for two, $3,000 to teach you how to use uh, SEO. Okay. But does it actually get you business? <laughs> that is the point because what happens is those same agents then write the, their SEO word vomit title and then they take it and they put it in their thumbnail. Yeah. And so you have word vomit on the thumbnail, word vomit on the, on the, the uh, you know, description or title, and you've done everything but what you need to do. So I think it's important. Use TubeBuddy. Look and see what the SEO is. But even Christina said yeah. the, the videos that she's SEO'd out to the tens has no. not performed at all yeah. because the SEO isn't the most important piece. Your thumbnail and your title are most important. I could take the same video you do, the exact same video. Like we could say it word for word verbatim, same thing. You do a title and thumbnail and I do a title and thumbnail and I guarantee you maybe not you, but guarantee that other person, my video will get way more views and more engagement than yours will because I understand how important that thumbnail is and how important that title is. Let's say we did a market update video, Justin, mm -hmm. and, you, and you did your title, what you, uh, the crazy market update for London, Ontario. 
pretty decent yep. title, mm-hmm. right? And you just put you standing there with a nice suit and maybe something in the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. I did London, Ontario, seeing dramatic changes in the market. Which thumbnail, which title would you click on? And then I'm going like this, like, eh. now we're saying the same thing in the whole video, but me doing this is more clickbaity than you just standing there doing this, right? I muted and I was pulling something up because I wanted to showcase exactly what you're talking about. Christina gave me this advice a while back and it really stuck to me. You know, I use vidIQ, but it's fascinating because I went through a stint where I didn't use it at all after I talked yeah. to her because I just wanted to understand the proper titling. Yeah. Actually, I was using Jasper.ai to mess around with different titles from an yeah. AI standpoint to see what that looked like. Mm-hmm. But here's actually the market update video I just did on my prime channel. Um, by the way, your videos are going to get more views than mine because you're like probably a black belt <laughs> or like a five strike, four strike brown belt. I'm yeah. on my way, but I appreciate you being very kind to me and saying that that uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, mine might get the same views, but we're not, I'm not there yet. But let me share my screen. I want to show you what I did with this video. Um, yeah, this is on the Prime channel. Let me pull it up super quick. Of course, an advertisement's playing because this channel is monetized, but my personal one isn't. Okay, so I'm just going to stop on this for a second. So Canadian housing market update, what you should know. Christina yeah. was like, you, and I don't have that many subscribers on this channel, 2.6, and I got 2,200 views from August 1st. Like it, it really took off at the beginning faster than a lot of my other videos. And from a thumbnail perspective, actually, let me see if I can pull the thumbnail up super quick for you guys. Um, go to my channel, go to my studio. I'll show you... What I did. Let's talk wall art. I used to do this all green screen. So Hmm. this is about as clever as I can get for wall art. So, uh, yeah. So Matt's saying that because he sees the Porsche in the corner. Matt's a huge Porsche aficionado. Yeah, I got a 911 4S, Matt, 2018. It's So This thumbnail, actually, and you can you can see Christina's fingerprints all over this, right? Like one big background image, you know, two other clear dots, no more than two or three words. Yeah. And when I started doing this strategy, it changed the game for me in terms mm-hmm. of click through rate and then the content retention. That was the next part. Right. So yeah. is this kind of what you're talking about? Title, yeah. thumbnail, these two things right here. I would almost like the Canadian housing market. I would change that and go what you must know about the Canadian housing market. Well, the good thing is you can actually go back and reoptimize and see what happens. So we'll find out. Live on this channel only on yeah, this podcast, you, you see things like that happen. Yeah. So, you know, super insightful. And Olivier, oh, wow, we had a whole bunch of other comments. Moving to Durham region, palm through the chat. First takeaway, let the algorithm do the work. Yeah. Cahill knows, got my first listing off YouTube last month. Huge thanks for you well, paving the way. That's, that's a really, really important comment right there. Khalil, I want to know, did you do a specific video that got you business for sellers? Because what I always hear is a critique from most people, especially the last two years, I don't want to work with buyers. I only want to work with sellers. And on YouTube, you only get buyers. Pretty important comment that he just got a listing off of YouTube. The thing is what you talk about expands. So if you're, beginning this year, I did this strategy. I go, you know what? Sellers are running into issues and you know what? Sellers this year will sell too late because how the market typically works. So I did about four videos early in the year talking about what sellers face, what they're going to face in the market. They're going to sell too late. They need to sell before June. Guess what? I made a video in August. See, told you, you should have sold your home before June. Mm -hmm. Now it's the last half of the year. Let's talk about what you need to know for selling a home. 
I mean, a ton of listings. I'm, I'm going on more listing appointments than I ever have because I'm making sellers part of the conversation. For and sure. then I'm walking through properties that they may want to buy in the future, right? I'm walking through really nice upgradable homes. So you're getting that move up buyer, right? So those are all things that, you know, people that are buying homes, like I don't really like doing the thought of like making a move up buyer video because I feel like every agent could do that. And it's super easy and doesn't really get searchability, but you could do a whole video, the trouble move up buyers run into. Okay. What trouble is that? What do I run into? Well, here's what you're going to run into as a move up buyer. Now I've just totally changed that move up buyer like mentality going into that video. Super geek. So Khalil, if you're still here, please respond. We would love to know what video you did that actually generated that. Yeah. One of the first actually listings I got off YouTube really made that light bulb go off because everybody had said the same thing. Yeah. I just realized I need to tell my landscaping company not to cut my lawn while I'm doing the show live. So you Don't may worry, hear we it. can't hear it. You're good. No, amazing. I appreciate that. Um, we also had Olivier Maurice. He was asking another question. He said, you would ask your viewers on YouTube, actual questions to get comments. What you just did there, right? Asking Khalil yeah. is an example of what you were talking about, correct? Right, exactly. So yeah, and so like when you're doing a live stream, doing this is super important because the more times you go through and like, like you can have a topic you're talking about, right? But the more you engage with the audience and make them part of the conversation, the more they'll come back. Like you were on, I'm like, oh, Justin's on. I'm gonna be on his thing tomorrow. I'm really stoked about that. Like you're like, probably like, we're like, oh, cool. Let me listen to some more of what they're going to talk about. And I just bounced on to the next thing, but that keeps people engaged. And so the more you interact with the people, whether it's live or not live, the more it's going to be beneficial because look, people want to, like people want a reason to take their fingers and hit the keyboard, give it to them, allow them to do it. Give them the reason to hit that keyboard again. So if you're watching this show, type in one thing that you learned in this episode when it yes. comes to YouTube or thank Jeremy. We got yeah. more moving to Durham region as well. Clearly a phenomenal YouTube channel about Durham region. What resources are you using for a B-roll sounds and et cetera? A human. Human. Yeah, human. Um, I So I have a, an editor who, so here's how I do my all my videos. And this is even when I was doing the green screen uh, when I hired an editor. So we'd go out and we'd film stuff and he'd shoot B-roll everywhere we went. But once we started doing more content, here's what I did. I would shoot my content. It'd take me, you know, 20 minutes to film a video. I would take it then and I would cut it down to the eight to 12 minute time frame that I wanted. And then uh, when I was using the uh, keyer or using the green screen, I would key in the background, shoot it over to him. And maybe I would screen record what I was talking about and I'd send him the screen recording. Well, what he'd do, he, I mean, he's probably tied into all these B-roll companies. So he, you know, he would just take B-roll that fit what we were talking about. But then he had B-roll for, you know, when we were talking about downtown or whatever. So he's got all these different B-roll pieces. So there's companies out there you can do it. There's actually free, like Pixel, I think you can do free. So there's places you can get B-roll for free. It just takes a little bit longer to get it. There's free stuff. Just type in free B-roll and you'll be able to download some good stuff. One of the sickest hacks I ever learned, and I'll share this with you, Mr. Durham Regent as well, um, is go to Google. And if you're going to shoot a video, type in that the title of that town. Look at the first five images that pop up because Google will show you what the most popular places that people take photos are off those five images. Perfect, yeah. 
and then grab a GoPro or grab your drone and then grab every time you go there, grab that and build your own data bank. We've built our own proprietary data bank of all the areas that we cover. So if I'm doing a listing video today, we're actually going to Godrich doing a full blown listing video and a lot of fun with it. We're doing a neighborhood tour right after because we're there anyways. So we're just yeah. layering up the time yeah. and it's going to be similar footage we use for the video that we have. And we just got to think of it as best use of time. Right. Right. Awesome. So I want to res be respectful of your time. Going to get you through the rapid fire round of questions and I yeah. will get you out of here. In the meantime, everybody go find Jeremy on the links below. If you're listening to the podcast after go find him at the real Jeremy Knight on Instagram or send me a DM. If you can't find him, I'll make a personal introduction. So yeah, Mr. Absolutely. Jeremy, are you ready for the rapid fire round? Let's go. What is the greatest lesson you've learned up to this point? Uh, oof, that's a good one. I would say the, the biggest lesson I've learned is, oh God, that's a good one. Uh, don't sell. That's one that the biggest lesson is don't sell because like we were talking about people mad about you saying the market's not crashing. Sure. So every time you try to sell on YouTube, like you, you end up hurting yourself more than anything. So I'd say mm -hmm. don't sell, just be genuine. Awesome. What are you learning right now? Because you obviously have a good base of knowledge in YouTube, but there's got to be something new you're learning. What is that thing? So I'm learning to do different content than what I'm doing now. So I'm trying to grow my audience to be not just Austin-based. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. Is it to create a whole second channel? Now, I have a second channel called Agent Content Creators where we do this exact this same thing right yeah. here. In fact, um, now you're going to have to be on my channel. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. We do that, um, but I'm trying to figure out because doing the same thing for two years or very similar thing, talking about YouTube and talking about uh, real estate gets boring. So I'm trying to take this into a new realm where I break out and do more like cultural stuff, what's happening, like uh, more like relative new, like uh, more accurate news re uh, reporting where I'm taking this to just being virtually a news reporter for Austin. I absolutely love that. I think it's very insightful too. I was discussing with somebody that was in media for a very long time about how it is hard to find good sources. So I think that's an open yeah. white space or blue ocean for you. How has failure shaped your life? You, you know, it was, oh, it's a good one. Every time there's a major failure, it's like, I'm not going to do that again. And it's those failures that push have pushed me to do things that I wouldn't have, you know, so think about doing the YouTube thing for a long time. People gave me a lot of crap for doing YouTube. And so every time I would fail and videos would go out and they wouldn't do well, so I'd be like, ah, see, YouTube doesn't work. Oh, whatever. And so it took me failing for kind of like two years on YouTube to figure out what I need to be doing. Right. And so that's why when I do these talks with agents, when I go out and do YouTube talks, I talk about the things that you, that will help you that the mistakes that I made that will help you not make the same mistakes I made. Phenomenal advice. And everybody that I respect, literally everybody to a T that's been on the show has had an answer similar to that, that they used it for growth. The final, the most important question, how can I add value to you? You made time for me and my audience. How can we give back to you, my friend? I think you should definitely come on agent content creators and we talk about what you're doing because let's be honest, you're the one selling like a billion dollars a year in real estate and doing cool stuff. So 
Uh, stop it. I like the reverse compliment there. I will come on. Like I said, everybody go follow those channels as well. Megan Luker says she's going to work on her thumbnails and her titles. I think yeah. that's key. Olivier says the tidbits you've given him have really and helped cool. him improve his content 10% or 10x. So appreciate you, Jerry. You go kill it. I know you got a busy schedule. I'll yeah. be there supporting and sharing it out and I'll catch you yeah, on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. See you, brother. Take care. Bye. Bye.